Hello punters, welcome to a big episode of Tongue Tied. It is the Championships Day 1 this Saturday. Joining me this week, Luke Pepper, a name that a lot of you might not be too familiar with, but I'm sure you're familiar with with his uh, gun filly, Opal Ridge. Luke, how are you, mate? Good morning, mate. How are you? I'm going well. I'm, uh, the blood's pumping. Big weekend of racing ahead. We uh, we love the championships and no doubt not feeling as much pressure as what you might be. Yeah, no, look, it's uh, great to have a runner on the first day of the championships and we're really looking forward to it. You've got, uh, of course, Opal Ridge going around in the last race. You have to wait all day uh, for the PJ Bell, but she's your, she's your favourite in, in the race at the moment. Did you always sort of expect to have a runner on day one of the championships, given it is the country championships final as well today? Uh, look, yeah, well, obviously the country championships were sort of in our sort of sights early doors, but um, just the way it all panned out uh, with her spell, we just weren't going to have a ready in time, so... Um, we decided to go a different path, and um, I'm happy we did, and um, I'm happy to have the runner on the day. She was uh, she was super impressive first up against the boys in the Derby Munro, Derby Munro with Tyler back on board. Um, how's she come on since that first up win? Yeah, she's super. I couldn't fault her, actually. She's um, come on really well. Um, look, it was a bit of a, you know, as you know, she got scratched in Melbourne, and by the time we got her home, it was a little bit rushed to get her into that race the other day, but... Lucky enough, um, she done a good job and um, she was really impressive and can't wait to see her second up. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, she's she's always been one of mine. Uh, that spring carnival that she had last last year, she she just went from strength to strength. Uh, I think she, she won a maiden and then she got tipped out from memory and came back and went and put a couple together. Yeah, so she won her first start as a two-year-old in Canberra and we obviously had Black Opal sort of in our minds and unfortunately the next morning she walked out of a box lame behind and had a, a, a hairline fracture to a tibia bone um, so it was a forced spell um, look it was probably a blessing in disguise to tell you the truth but she went out matured come back much better didn't have a tough two-year-old campaign um, and she was able to come back in the last two-year-old race of the season um, in Sydney and run second to Troach and um, we we're really impressed by that um, and obviously this went on from there. Sure did. Um, did you have any sort of thought in that in that spring that you could be running uh, in the Kosciuszko rather than sort of taking on your own your own age and sex in that Princess series? 100%. Look, we were keen to run in the Kosciuszko, um, but just the way the dealing process was going on, it wasn't going to suit my owners or the horse. Um, we didn't want to send her around for no reason. We wanted to make sure we got a good share of the prize money and um, it was just the way it was. We had a few offers and it just wasn't going to meet in the middle. So um, we missed out on the Kosciuszko. Um, and look, it is what it is. She was only a three-year-old filly. She's got, uh, you know, bigger and better things to do at the moment. So, um, yeah, look, it was a bit disappointing at the time, but... You know, we knew we had the, we had the right horse for the race. Um, it's just the way the the sort of Kosciuszko goes, and it's part of the race, which is um, you know builds up all the atmosphere. But uh, yeah, she she didn't get a spot, and um, I'm sure there's a few probably wishing they had her in their spot last year. I reckon so, and I think there'll probably be a few uh, a few looking for this year, whether or not it be the the Kosciuszko or or the bigger mountain, the Everest, depending on um, how she can go. 
sort of over the next couple of months. Um, Tyler Schiller, he got his he got his first group one a couple of weeks ago on Maria Mir in the Galaxy. Um, he's unbeaten on her. As how much has he had to do with her, and uh, sort of how have you noticed his his rise through the grades as an apprentice? Yeah, look, me and Tyler go way way back. Um, he was a three kilo kid, and um, I was in Canberra training and I had a few horses that were getting high weights and I was looking for a sort of an apprentice with a big claim. And um, I begged his old boss for him to come up and ride and he said he wasn't ready to ride at full tab meetings. Um, so it took me about two to three weeks and he finally said, rightio, you can come up. And um, he had his first ride for me at Wagga as a three kilo kid and um, one on it. Um, it was his first ride at a full tab meeting. So we do go back a long way, me and Tyler, and to win you know, that tap Craig and then to win again the other day with him uh, just made it that much more special. No doubt. That's um, it's always good when it sort of ties back in. We had uh, Matt Hoisted a couple of weeks ago and talking about um, Uncommon James winning the, the Oakley Plate and Ben Thompson, he he rode him that day and he was one of the first jockeys to, to sit on the horse uh, at his first ever jump out and then sort of for them all to get their first group one. It was pretty special. So no doubt a uh, similar boat here. Um where does she go from from a PJ belt? We're, we're sort of towards the end of the Sydney autumn now. A um, bit of talk that you know she could be up here to Queensland for races like the Stradbroke and the Tats Tiara. How how sort of set in stone is that plan, or is it just all a matter of how she gets through the weekend? Yeah, look, it's basically how she gets through the weekend. We've had um, a few offers from different places. Uh, we've had a few people um, interested her in the Quaker over in uh, Western Australia. Um, even had a phone call from Rockhampton for that big sprint race they have up there. So, look, there's plenty of options. Um, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. We'll get through the weekend and make some more decisions after the weekend. But I think it's just a natural progression for her to run in the Group 3 Phillies race on Saturday and um, hope she does well there. I'm a, I'm a Rocky boy, so I, I, I'd um, love to see her in the Archer. Uh, that's a that's a good race, the, the way it's shaping up this year. But good pr- Good progression too. I'm not on the I'm not on the payroll up there though, so <laughs> I don't need to advertise the race. But <laughs> but it's a good weekend at Rocky. You'll be at the Red Line from Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll be at the track oh, on Sunday. Oh, that but, sounds alright. Yeah. Right, mate. <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> that's it. I think it's two weeks of the Kingsford Smith Cup too. Um, that's enough of Rocky racing. Um, we've we've ticked that box for the weekend. But um, mate. You, you were in Canberra for a long time um, and then you, you've made the move to Scone. Um, I think from memory, I'm trying to trying to remember back, I spoke to you, I think I was actually going through it, I think the one time I spoke to you was the one time she missed the placing, so hopefully you <laughs> don't have that same mock again this this weekend. But um, you are mentioning that sort of Canberra or racing in the ACT sort of dropping off a cliff a little bit and you, you had to make the business decision to move to New South Wales. Yeah, look... Uh... It all had to do with um, the workers' compensation in Canberra. Um, it was just out of control. And um, like I said, it, uh, look, we were paying about thirty dollars to $40,000 more than what any New South Wales trainer was um, paying at the time. So um, that in itself um, it was just a more of a business decision to leave Canberra. It just didn't make sense financially to be there. And um, we had a look around all in New South Wales. We knew we had to be in New South Wales. And um, lucky enough, I was able to get stables um, up at uh, Scone here. And um, we just wrapped with um, how it's all went. How many horses have you got in work at, at Scone at the moment? I noticed only sort of a few runners uh, in over the weekend. 
Yeah, we've only got 17 boxes up here. So, look, we had about 30 in Canberra. Yeah. So we've had to sort of downsize a little bit. But um, they're building um, 300 boxes and a, an amazing uh, stable complex up here at Scone. Um, Racing New South Wales are doing that. And um, we're hoping to expand into there and um, have a bigger stable by then. But, uh, look, we're, we just had to sort of cop what we had up here and... Um, I'm, I'm just wrapped to have stables on course and um, we've been going pretty good from there. The uh, the racing in country New South Wales as well, obviously we've got the, the country championships, the, the whole series that lead to day one of the championships now, the Kosciuszko. Um, Scone sort of seems to be the, I suppose, the heart of, of country New South Wales racing at the moment too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Look, I think once they do everything up here um, is in plan, they've got a poly track going in, 300 new boxes. Um, it's going to be probably the pinnacle of New South Wales country racing. So, um, look, we're happy to be here now. And obviously, we're just looking to the future. And um, once it's all built, it's just going to be an amazing um, setup and um, obviously going to have everything we need to train these horses from and, and in, in the country. So, um, no, can't wait for it. Yep. How did you get into racing? Is that a was it was it sort of we had uh, Michael Kent Jr. last week and he you know he had his dad that was a, a trainer and then he started to be a, a, a picnic rider and whatnot. Was it always going to be the same case for you that you were going to end up as a horse trainer or is it just sort of come out of the blue? Uh, not really. I was from a family of butchers and um, all football players and I played football all the way through. But uh, um, look, I just for some reason, wanted to learn to ride a horse one day. And um, my parents took me to a riding school and I learned to ride a horse um, and started pony clubs, show jumping. Um, and then I ended up getting a job on a stud, horse stud down the south coast called Moringo's uh, Stud. And um, that sort of led me into the racing, um, knowing a few people I had to move to Canberra. And I asked Barbara Joseph um, for a job and she asked if I could ride and I thought I could never ride track work. Um, and then that's where it all sort of kicked yeah. off. Yeah, just riding track work for Barb. How long ago was that? Was that you sort of just a, a young buck or, or not too long ago? Yeah, I think I was about 16 I moved to Canberra. So um, pretty uh, young yeah. um, and sort of uh, first time away from home. So I had a bit to learn and um, yeah, so it started with Barbara Joseph and then moved on to and was foreman for Nick Olive in Canberra. Um, and obviously I travelled yep. around um, and rode takeover target. So um, once that all sort of finished, that's when I took out my trainer's licence. Talk about takeover targets. Uh, what was that like? He was he was sort of the, the horse that everybody wanted to, to own. That was the fairy tale story that took him all the way to Royal Ascot. Did you get to go to Royal Ascot with him? No, I was a full-time um, foreman for Nick Olive at the time, so it was a bit hard to travel overseas too much. I was lucky enough to go to Japan with him, um, spent nearly a month in Japan yep. with him, and then um, obviously we went to Hong Kong just after that and... Um, um, you know, it's well publicised that he never raced in Hong Kong. So um, I was lucky enough to see him um, win in Japan and rode him all his work in Japan. And I rode him most of his work um, after the Salinger when he won his first Group 1 in Australia. So that no, was an amazing time. Still great mates with um, Ben and Joe. And um, caught up with Joe the other day and had a beer here in Scone. So that was great. And um, I own a couple of greyhounds with Ben. So... We still got a, a good um, mateship there, and um, it was just an amazing time, and I'm just privileged to be a part of it. 
I'd reckon uh, a, a connection with a horse like Takeover Target, that's probably enough to, to get you hooked for life, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's, um, look, not many people get to experience what I got to experience, and I'm very grateful for that. And um, just being at that top level racing, you know, I just it made my passion for it more. And I just hopefully I could get there one day and find the right horse to do that. And uh, look, I'm not saying Opal Rich is a Takeover Target, but... Um, you know, just being, being in Sydney and um, being at the, these big days, it's just what we work hard for in the morning. And, um, yeah, we're just so excited. Are you are you still at Scone at the moment or are you already uh, down in Sydney uh, gearing up for Saturday? No, just got home from track work, mate. So I'm um, still here in Scone. We'll head down Saturday morning, do our normal thing. Um, she'll travel down with a pony. Yep. Um, well, Sadie Arvo because she's in the last race. But, um, yeah, she'll travel down with a, her standard pony. And, um, yeah, she'll be, she's done it plenty of times and she travels great. And um, that's the way we do it from up here. How did uh, how did you sort of come about um, with Opal Ridge? Is it is it owners that have been sort of big supporters of the stable? Are, are you in the horse in the filly as well, or uh, has she just sort of given to you when early on when you're at Canberra? Yeah, look, it's a bit of a funny story. I trained. Um, I'm really good mates with the owner. Um, he's from my hometown of Maria, and um, I trained a horse from early days, um, and uh, I had a little bit of success with it. And I moved to Canberra, and they. Decided to keep her down at Maroo and the training fees in Canberra were a bit expensive at the time for him. And so she ended up being a good little mare, little mare called Rev It Up, Red Nut, believe it or not. She had a great name. And, um, yeah, it yep. wasn't long after um, Ryan Hunt and um, his dad um, run me and said they want to buy me a yearling. And um, I said, oh, great. So this is at the classic sale. They wanted to sort of do it themselves. And they got up there and they... They weren't even close to buying one um, with the budget they had. And lucky enough, they run into one of Inglis's staff, um, Harry from Inglis, and he pointed them in the direction of a filly that was passed in. Um, and they went down and had a look at her. They liked her. They negotiated and paid 20 grand for her. So um, it's a great story. Um, she was, you know, never got a bid in the sales ring, and um, she's ended up being Opal Ridge. What um at what point did you did you start to think that she she could be you know this filly that everyone's talking about and you know you're getting slots for uh, slot offers for you know million dollar races around the country uh, we we spoke about it earlier that she had that win and she got injured and then came back in the spring but was it pretty much from as soon as she stepped onto the track that you thought this was a, a real deal yeah once we started galloping her I knew she was a bit different um, especially as a two year old she was just. She just um, she worked with a couple of my better open handicap horses and was able to sort of work with them. And she was so straightforward. And um, I just knew there was something different about her. Um, not in my wildest dreams thought we'd end up where we are today, but um, I knew she was going to be a really nice horse. And um, she's just so professional and she just does everything everything right at home. And um, I ride her most days, and um, she's just um, she's just got a great attitude, and she's just got a killer instinct on race days. Once she comes out them gates, she's just an animal. So um, no, nah, look, we're just wrapped to have her in our stable, and so excited for the future. No doubt. What's the uh, what's the plan on Saturday? You, it's a it's a pretty hot race. Um, you've got Paracel, the Godolphin filly, that's uh, that's running really well at the moment. She's won a, a couple back to back, but you've drawn Barrier Ten. Is it is it all up to Tyler, or um, is it have you got a bit of a game plan going into? Oh it? look, I'm 
basically leaving up a Tyler, but I, I'd imagine it landed midfield. We obviously had a Jagger out the back door the other day and ride a stone cold, but she's proven she can be on on speed, off speed. It doesn't really matter in, in any track condition. So um, she's she's just the ideal racehorse like that. Um, you know, we don't have to worry too much about it. Um, basically, if we can get some cover midfield, it'd be ideal. Um, yeah, look, none of these races are going to be easy for her um, for the rest of her life, basically. So um, they're all competitive. They're all really nice horses. So we obviously need the luck to go our way. But um, I think drawing in the middle of the field, um, you know, obviously track's soft six, so it could be chopping out down on the inside um, later in the day. So I think if we can be midfield one off somewhere, it'd be ideal for us. And um, she's obviously got that electrifying turn of foot. So um, we'd be liking to use that late. Do you, um, if she does win it, do you consider backing up into a race like the Arrowfield in seven days, or is it? Um, you, you, we talk about those other races that you've got your eyes. Look, on. it's definitely an option. Um, it's definitely not off the cards at the moment. Um, obviously, that'll be something we'll have to think about pretty quick, smart on Saturday. Um, she's not nominated. She'll have to pay yeah. a late entry fee to get into the race. Um, so, look, it all depends on how she goes on Saturday. Um, my gut feeling at the moment, probably not. Um, but look, if she blew them away and you know she pulled up, great. Look, it's definitely an option for the owners. Hundred um, percent, mate. You've got another couple of runners in over the weekend. It's Musselbrook Cup Day on Friday. Um, we've got race two. It's a, a maiden over the twelve hundred. A horse by the name of Big Time Charlie. Uh, how do you give its chance? It, it yeah, chance? look, he, he's a horse that's taken a long time to mature, and he ran a couple of really nice races in country grade last preparation and. His first up run um, was super. Probably looks, probably was a lot better than what it looks on paper. He was over a thousand metres, way too short for him, and he um, was doing his best work late. So um, he's drawn a bit of an awkward gate. Um, so we'll have to probably ride him a little bit conservative. But I think the track's heavy eight at the moment, um, with sort of more showers predicted. So he does like a bit of um, stin out of the track. So look, he's one that's probably will be at a really good each-way price. Yep. Uh, the one other runner there is a four-year-old by Denman, uh, Olzumia, going around in race eight as well. Um, sort of a new one to your stable, only had a couple of runs. Yeah, look, he's, um, he's a horse that has shown ability and he does like a um, wet track. So, look, probably a 1,000 is a bit short mm. for his liking, but on wet ground it might suit him. He's drawn, you know, one gate and should get all the favours with Christian Reefer board. So... Look, I think he'll improve on wet ground. He hit a couple of really firm tracks up here when he first arrived at my stable, but he's one that's um, trolled up the other day at Tamworth and he's um, well prepared for the race and he's been going great at home. So I think the ground, the wet ground's definitely pulled him into sort of, you know, a race where over a 1,000 he probably would have found it a bit short, but I think wet ground will definitely help him. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, that's it for the acceptances. You've got in a couple of horses nominated around the grounds at Tamworth and Mudgee. Um, any notable ones there that you can steer the punters into? Look, Tamworth on Tuesday, um, little um, Russian bubbles for Derby Bloodstock. Um, she's just improved every run. She's, um, you know, she runs second the other day and was beaten by one of Gays that sort of spaced them, but obviously it was a lot, lot better than what she's been racing against. So she's on the improve, and I think stepping to 1,200 is definitely going to suit her. So she might be one that um, you can keep an eye on. Lovely. Um, in terms of 
the the future, I suppose. Um, have you? We've we've just gone through that sales period. Um, I suppose the the new two year olds are probably starting to come in. As has have you got one that uh, maybe doesn't have a name yet, but um, one that we can keep an eye on, whether it be another Opal Ridge or something like well, that. Well, funny enough, I um, after having Opal, I went and bought a sister and a brother this year, so I've got the full set. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the sister sister's called Diamond Ridge. She had a couple of trials um, this preparation, and she's a bit of a different model, a bit taller, a bit leaner, and she's going to probably take a bit of time. But she trialled up quite nicely, and probably one that's going to be a nicer three-year-old than a two-year-old. Um, her brother's just about to go get broken in as we speak. Um, but we bought a couple of really nice yearlings this year, so we're looking forward to them coming from the breakers. Um, but, yeah, just looking forward to the future. No doubt, mate. Um... That'll do us, I reckon. That's a um, good little 20 minutes. Uh, Luke Pepper, thanks for joining us. Good luck on the weekend, hopefully. Um, is it Group 2? It's a Group 2, group isn't three. it? Group 3. Group 3. Oh, if we, can, if we can hold off on the Group 2 for a little yeah. while longer, but hopefully you can get the Group 3 on the on the, uh, on the the page with Opal Ridge. Fantastic. Mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time.